It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. Simon means Simon in French. Welcome to the show. Uh, before we talk love, I get to you calls. I want to share a little story. Uh, two friends of mine asked me that question. What do you do when you have one big TV screen in the house and you don't agree on the programming? Right? What do you do? They argue all the time about it. So I said, listen, it's, in my book, it's simple. It's compromise, 50-50. So you put, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and so on for one, and the rest of the day is for the other. And then you change if there is an exceptional program. And I said also that you cannot let any details of this be unresolved because if you don't resolve it, you resent your partner for it, and it rottens the relationship. So there is no little problems. Any problem is a danger to the relationship. If you don't know what to do, call me, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Dorine. Bonjour, Simon. I love you. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you so, so much. Thank you for saying that. Dorine, how can I help you tonight? My fiancé and I postponed our wedding now twice, and now that we've postponed it for another year away... My fiancé wants to make it bigger and invite all of our family friends and our parents' friends, but we didn't agree on that when we came up with the budget two years ago. So I don't know what to do. How do I compromise? His parents are getting really angry that none of their friends are invited. My parents don't care at all. So I just don't know what to do, and I don't know what to say to my fiancé. Right. Um, what do you think is the fair compromise? I honestly don't know. I mean, how can you invite some great friends and not all of them. I don't really know. I don't know what the compromise would be because I don't even want to invite all of our family friends. I mean, these are our parents' friends that we have met. Maybe some of them we've met, but most of them we don't even know. Okay. So you got to take a bit of the approach of, of being realistic. You got to say, listen, our wedding, our rules, our friends, and that's that. Because it is your wedding. It's not your parents or his parents' wedding. It's your guy. So... I'd like you to, you know, step it up in the term of, listen, this is what we want. And then you and your fiancé decide who's going. And you don't involve the parents in that decision. His or her or yours. It's since yours don't care anyway. It's really yeah, something don't. that no one else should interfere. And you have to tell your fiancé that his parents have not to interfere into your wedding list invitation. Because it's your wedding. Oh, that's so scary, though. Well, listen, you're going to have much more scary decision to take. So it's a good training. Doreen, you know, sometimes you're going to say, what the heck? And then you do what's good for you and your fiancé. Oh, okay, I'm really nervous. So I'll have to like fill you in on what he said. You should. It's either that or you have a lot of money and you can invite everybody. I mean, if, if money is not an issue, well then, no, option B. I mean, we came up with that budget for a reason. So you budget, you winning, you guys rules. I'm, you can call me back whenever, but you got to step it up. You got to say, that's it. It's what it is. Because you will see in, in the years to come, there will be many, many other decisions to take that will be hard, where it's always a compromise in you and your husband. But leave all the families out of the conversation. Oh, I'm really nervous. Okay. <laughs> so all right. Nervous. Don't be afraid of parents, parentals. You're now an adult. You're getting married, Dorian. You have my support. Well, that's all I need then.
<laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear this. Good luck to you. Be strong and congratulations on getting married. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're most welcome, Diane. Thank you and have a good night. Coming up, I'm going to go help Suzette, who needs my help about what her boyfriend is doing. Um, she's disgusted. You'll understand. Her Instagram is next. So Suzette sent me this Instagram DM at Rendezvous Radio saying, Bonjour, Simon. I need help. My guy goes to the bathroom with the door open and it's gross. I'm disgusted. How do I get him to be more private without insulting him? <laughs> man, oh man, how do you get a guy to close the door when he goes to the bathroom? I'm going to tell you that next. So, very simple question from Suzette. She goes, my guy goes to the bathroom with the door open. It's gross. I'm disgusted. How do I get him to be more private without insulting him? Just close the door on him every time he dies. I get the message. That's all. No need to big discussion. If you ask why, you say you know why, and you close the door on him. And again, and again, and again. And you'll get the message. That's what I would do. All right, straight. You've got to be, even listen, just, just FYI. Those things, maybe when you're in college, kids do that. But anybody with a bit of education and respect should never do that. Uh, that's my take. You call the next. Bonjour, Marissa. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Marissa. What's going on? How can I help you? Well, my, my boyfriend, it came out, I found out basically that he was cheating on me with a woman at his work. Oh, no. Yeah. And so I found out, but then he is now saying he, it was just like a one-off and he doesn't know what he was thinking and he loves me and wants to be with me and, you know, can I please forgive him? And I, I believe him, and also I have this, he still works with her. Like, they still work at the same office. Like, they're still going to have to see each other every day. So, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's just that's very hard to be able to trust him. I understand. First of all, tell me, how does that make you feel? Uneasy. Yeah. But the fact that he went with somebody else, how did that make you feel? thrown aside and just horrible. I mean, it was just, it, I, I've had a few days now to process it and it's, I've basically come to terms with it, but at the time, I mean, I was a mess, crying mess for days. Hmm, I'm very sorry. I think that you have to go with your intuition. If you want to give a chance, you guys have to do the work. He has to also go and see a therapist and ask himself, why did I want to destroy the relationship I had? He destructed mm -hmm. the trust in him. Yeah, exactly. So now that the trust is gone, it's like cutting the root of a tree. The tree is going to fall, and that's the problem. And the new roots, is you have to build them slowly to regain the trust. The fact that he still works with this woman would worry me too, because I'll be honest, I mean, how old is your boyfriend? He's 35. He's 35, okay. Well, at 35, uh, he, you know, I know what you think. Ooh, la, 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 la. And so... If it happens once, who knows it's going to happen a second time in the parking lot or God, God knows wherever. Yeah. So it worries me for you, I'll be honest. I feel it would be best now that maybe you both sleep in separate rooms for as long as he's working with this woman. Because I don't buy it that it will stop. I don't. Yeah. I don't like to play Debbie Downer at all. But I don't have a good feeling about this story. So I'm, 
on this time, I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do. I'm going to give you an advice. Take your time, go see your therapist, and then decide afterwards, not right now. Yeah, yeah. Step by step. And protect your dignity at all times. It's more important, your dignity and your self-esteem, than your heartbreak of four years gone. Yeah. Thank you, Simon. Anytime. That's what I'm here for. Good luck to you. Call me back anytime. And, and I wish you well. Thanks. You know, I just said, you know, I consider cheating an act of destruction. Let me, let me emphasize a little longer about this next. So, with my last caller, Marissa, I said that her boyfriend of four years cheated on her with a co-worker. And I said to her that when you cheat on your partner, it's an act of destruction. It's not just an act of lust, that is. But it's also a destruction of the whole root, the, the trust. Because you know when you decide to be exclusive, remember that we have pre-exclusivity where nobody owes anybody any explanation. You know it. That's the rule of the land. And then you are after the talk, after the DTR, define the relationship. If you say yes to that, meaning you're exclusive, meaning no more ooh with coworkers or with anybody else. Because you're exclusive. When you decide to break the exclusivity clause without telling your partner before, it's an act of hate. Now, the second question I have is, how can you not see it happen? We've got to talk about that next. So, many of us have been cheated on, including me. And also, I've made the mistake to cheat on a girlfriend. So, I'm guilty also of that, to be transparent. And then you wonder when you are cheated on, how could I have not seen this coming? How could I have ignored the red flags, you know? Now, there's some stories where there is no red flags at all. A guy or a girl goes out and they drink too much and then, you know, it happened. But because alcohol and drugs can definitely alternate your state of mind. But put aside this case, which is bad, but the case of, you know, you're together for a long time and then you figure out that your partner is cheating on you. You have to learn this. The more we let go of red flags, the more we're at risk of this happening. And the biggest red flag when it comes to cheating is that your ooh life is not, or not as often, or not as good, and as exciting as it was. Just please keep that in mind. Don't underestimate the frustration on the ooh part. Very important. Uh, you call the next. Bonjour, Patricia. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. What can I do for you tonight? So I'm going through a really difficult time. I broke off my engagement almost three months ago, and um, it was definitely the right decision at the time. Um, but I've started dating again. It's been just a nightmare. And, you know, all of a sudden, my ex-fiance has kind of been coming around and he thinks we should see each other just for a weekend, you know, just to kind of see. And I'm like, so on the fence, like, you know, my heart wants to see him, but my head is very much telling me not to. And I don't know what to do. So tell me exactly why you are saying no and why your heart is saying yes now. I mean, I think he lied a lot during our relationship, but I don't have any actual like concrete evidence. 
but there were just a lot of like weird things that happened. For example, like one day we were at the house and one of his ex-girlfriends like randomly by accident delivered food to the house. And I had been away on a work trip the week before. And it's like, was that really an accident? But I I can't prove 100% that she was there. So there were just things that something just fell off. No one in my Mm -hmm. family liked him. And I felt like he was always lying to me. So, yeah. Okay. And then what is your heart saying? I mean, my heart is obviously torn. I've, you know, been dating a little bit and I've had a connection with nobody. And obviously we had some great times together. So, you know, part of my heart is like, oh, I'm dying to see him. And then the other part of me is like, it's such a bad idea. All right. The ultimate test. If it was the same story for your best friend, what would you tell her to do? Absolutely not. <laughs> you got it. Not See, yeah. yeah. It's funny. We always know for uh, other people, friends of ours or family members, but it's very hard to apply to ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heartbreak machine if you, if you start again. It's like it's going to hurt you again. So it's better to keep on dating and, and be patient, you know, and let the time also pass. And then, and then you'll meet somebody else. But I agree with your assessment. It's best not to go back there. You're probably right. Yep. I, yeah. I hope I need somebody else. <laughs> oh, listen, we all do. So that's the beauty is that it seems impossible when you break up or when it's separation time. And then mysteriously, the universe decided differently uh, six months, a year later, or whenever up, you meet somebody else and it's on again. Yeah. It's, we'll it's coming. Well, thank all you right. so much. Anytime, Patricia. Good luck to you. Be strong and have a good night. You too. Coming up, we're going to listen to Christine Voicemail, who needs my advice for online dating. That's next. So, Kristen has a question for me. She left me a voicemail. Take a listen. Angela Simon, this is Kristen. Um, I've been doing this online stuff for a couple months now, and, you know, I have no problem talking to people on the apps, um, a couple of guys at a time, and I just find that I'm having trouble with guys wanting to take things to the next level, either like meeting somewhere in person or even exchanging an actual phone number where I could text them on their cell phone or talk to them via FaceTime or even just on the phone and have a normal conversation. Is there any advice that you could give to me for taking things to a personal level and where to go when they segue or just start talking sexually to me? It's not warranted. Thank you so much, Simon. I love the show, and I love listening. Kristen, um, I'll answer your question next. So, uh, Kristen, thanks for the voicemail. How do you, you know, avoid when you're online dating the two ulala questions or the two directing? This, this is the beauty of, uh, of online dating, Kristen. You don't have to do anything. Um, you don't feel like giving your phone number? Don't. You feel it's just too ulala-ish? Don't answer. Uh, block them. It, this is the world we live in, so I don't have a magic formula to tell you how to stop all that. This is how some guys think. This is what they think it is. Um, maybe you put pictures uh, with more friends, so it's less personalizing to you, and that will avoid maybe, I'm not sure, but it could avoid some guys you know, misbehaving. Those guys are so visual, so it's all about that for them, or most of them. Uh, so that's my advice, uh, but don't think it's against you. It's kind of the, the game. Uh, the beauty is you're safe. They don't know your phone number. 
And until you feel like it, don't meet any of them. That's my advice. Don't feel guilty. Enjoy. Cosa next. If you want to share something romantic that has happened to you, call my show, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Liliane. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Liliane. So I understand you have a lovely romantic story you want to share. I am all ears. Yeah, it's kind of simple, but it meant a lot. So I had a rough day at work, and my my girlfriend knew it. And when I came home, um, she had bought me roses, and she mm-hmm. drew a bath for me, lit my favorite candle, and started classical music in the bath. So this way I could like have some time. And she put my journal in there, too, so I could have some time to journal and in mm. like the candlelight with my flowers um, wow. and it was just really romantic and thoughtful and I cried <laughs> yes how did that make you feel like valued and seen and I think like the little things like that count like she heard how upset I was and how stressed I was and mm-hmm. when I came home to that it just made all the bad stuff kind of wash away from the day listen you've said two words that for all of us who are either dating or will date or married, when you can make your partner feel valued, seen, or heard, you have expressed true love. So, Lilian, thank you so much for this story, and you have a good night. Thank you. Good night, Simon. Good night, Lilian. Hey, is having ooh-la-la for the first time with a new partner, is it a big deal to you? We'll talk about it next. Is having ooh-la-la for the first time with a new partner a big deal to you? So I remember we were discussing this in a prior show, and I asked my producer, Jill, to put it on uh, Rendezvous Radio to see what you thought. And 81% said, yes, having Ulala for the first time with a new partner is a big deal. 19% said, no, uh, I think it's always a, a, a big deal because if it's not good at all, Houston, we have a problem. If it's average, you can fix it. If it's really good, you know, thank the universe. That's what I got to say. Thank you for listening tonight et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.